James, a servant of God. And of the Lord Jesus Christ. To the twelve tribes in the dispersion. Greetings. Greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers. Whenever you face trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting. The one who doubts is like a a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. That person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Let the lowly man boast in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flower falls and its beauty perishes, so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, with whom there is no variation or, or, or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that, that we should be a, a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. Brothers, 
Show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. Suppose a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. If you show special attention to the one wearing the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place. While you say to the poor man, Stand over there. Or, Sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves, become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers. Has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom that he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. (laughs) Is it not the rich who oppress you? Are they not the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by whom you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you You shall shall love your your neighbor neighbor as as yourself. yourself. You are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become accountable for all of it. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who shows no mercy. Mercy Mercy triumphs triumphs over judgment. judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled. Without giving them the things needed for the body. What what good good is is that? that? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one? You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. So you see that a person is justified by works, not by faith alone. In the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the spies and sent them out by another way? For as the body, apart from the spirit, is dead, so also faith Faith apart apart from from works works is dead. dead. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers. For you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault, if anyone never stumbles in what he says, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. 
When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can guide their whole bodies as well. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are, and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also, the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. Every kind of beast, a bird, reptile, and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. No human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who were made in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth come blessing and cursing? My beloved brothers, these These things things ought ought not not to be be so. Can a spring pour forth out of the same opening both fresh and salt water? Or can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives? Or grapevine produce figs. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast and be false to the truth. For such wisdom does not come down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. But the wisdom that comes down from above is, uh, first of all, pure. Then peaceable. Gentle. Open to reason. Full of mercy and, and good fruits. Impartial and sincere. A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace. By By those those who who make make peace. peace. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. To spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? For whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously of the spirit that he has made to dwell in us. But he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud. But gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And he will exalt you.
Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. For whoever speaks against a brother or, or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. If you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge. He who is able to save and to destroy. But who Who are are you to to judge judge your your neighbor? neighbor? Come now, you who say. Today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, whoever knows the good he ought to do and fails to do it, for him it is is sin. sin. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. For your riches have rotted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you, and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasures in the last days. Behold, Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you kept back by fraud, are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early And the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets. Who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who have remained steadfast. And and you have heard of the steadfastness of Job. And have seen what the Lord finally brought about. Oh, the Lord is compassionate and merciful. But above all, my brothers, do Do not not swear. swear. Either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath. But let your yes be yes And your no, no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call on the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. 
and for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. (laughs) Again, he prayed, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth, and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Praise God. Isn't God's word powerful and amazing? Ah, we love you, Lord. Let's just give God praise for his word. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Mm, It's good. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord this morning. Uh, As Pastor Tim said, my name is Aaron House, and uh, this is my wife, Emily. And uh, we are the team members with Piercing Word today, and we're so glad to be worshiping with you. And it's, uh, it's good to be in his word and worshiping him. And uh, we just want to share with you, we don't just, our, our mission with Piercing Word is to ignite passion for the word of God in the heart of the church. And we do that by performing scripture in dramatic and musical presentations, word for word from the ESV Bible. But we don't just perform scripture for other people. We don't just memorize it and perform it. We challenge everyone, everywhere we go, to memorize the Word of God for themselves. So here's me challenging you to get in the Word and meditate on it and memorize it for yourselves. Why? Because it's going to impact your life in a powerful, powerful way. And, and we want to talk about some, some more reasons of, of why to memorize Scripture, to, to convince you to get into it, because we, if you have a powerful enough why, you'll do it. And if you have tangible hows, you'll know how. And we want to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would love to hear from you guys. We like to make these talks interactive. So um, why should we memorize scripture? Just shout out some reasons. Don't be shy. It's alive. It's alive. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a guide. It's a guide to it's us. Guide. Yeah. yeah. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Why else? There it is. Boom. That's a great one. That I so, might not sin against God. So let's unpack that for a second. That I might not sin against you. So that means if you if you meditate on God's word and you hide God's word in your heart, you'll be less likely to sin, right? And that means that in, if in in sinning less, you're becoming more like the sinless one, Jesus Christ. You're becoming more like Christ. So mm-hmm. in memorizing God's word, he transforms us more into his image. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Um, How else? There's more. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons we love to encourage people to memorize is because watching us quote scripture on stage will minister to you how many times? Probably once, right? The time you see us. But if you memorize it, how many times is it going to minister to you and other people? Countless times, right? Because the Holy Spirit can keep bringing it back again yeah. and again. The Holy Spirit can bring that in several different scenarios to encourage uh, 
either you or others, and there's a couple different other situations. Can you think of a couple other situations where you could share scripture and it would be encouraging to somebody else? Two specific scenarios. I'm thinking somebody who's not saved, that you can share the gospel with them, right? Because you know the scriptures yourself. And somebody who is saved, and you're going to be able to encourage them with truth in a time when they may be anxious or fearful or sad or whatever. Yes? So two great scenarios, or multiple scenarios, where you can use the word of God as opposed to just like, it's going to be okay, you know, and like trying to find some words on your own. You can be like, no, God says this about your situation. And, uh, and that's so much more powerful and so much more impactful than me just coming up with something to say to somebody. And you can pray the scriptures as well. You can pray them over other people. You can pray them over yourself. Yeah. So, great. Are we convinced we should memorize scripture? <clears throat> All right. I think they're convinced. Great. All right. So let's talk about how. So uh, a lot of people are intimidated by memorizing scripture. Specifically, our challenge to you today is uh, to memorize an entire chapter of scripture or even an entire book, okay? So you're going into the, into the book of James, and you have specific passages that you're going to be memorizing, specific verses, segments, which is awesome. And I challenge you to do that first, okay? So do the verse segments first because you're doing that as, as a church, and you can do that together, and you can do that with your family and your kids. Great. But if I challenge you to take a, a step further, especially for the, the adults in the room, to set the example for the kids. I'm serious about this. Because you have the capacity even more so to, to memorize a lot because you have already been through all of school. You know how to memorize. You know what, it, it's maybe been a while and you haven't been working that muscle. But with a few tips, you can really get back into that and, uh, and work that, that memory muscle again. And all really, that to say, though, yeah. you are never too young or old to memorize scripture. Um, just to encourage you kids in the front here, mm-hmm. we have nine-year-olds that work with us and memorize whole chapters. Yeah. So you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's uh, every, every age. And then I was just sharing with somebody else earlier this morning. I've, I know uh, a lady who uh, just a couple years ago was 95 years old, and she memorized Psalm 91. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she was half blind and deaf. So uh, you, you're never too old, and you're never too young to, yeah. to memorize God's Word. And you can't, you can't lose. Even if you get three verses into the chapter you're trying to memorize— you didn't lose. You still have three verses memorized. So you can't, you can't lose. So, uh, but I'm going to teach you just a few things. We're going to teach you a few things on how you can, can, can keep that motivation going. Uh, one of the biggest things is find an accountability partner. So uh, everybody look to your right and look to your left and say, I'm going to memorize scripture this year. <laughs> no, seriously, look to your neighbor. I'm going to memorize scripture this year. Because you are. You're going to memorize parts of James as a church. And then, uh, and then I want you to look to your neighbor and say, will you hold me accountable to memorizing Scripture this year? Great. So you've already found your accountability partners. <laughs> but seriously, you, you don't go to the gym without an accountability partner and last for long, do you? But if you, go to, if you go to the gym with somebody else, it's going to last a lot longer. So it's very, very important that you find somebody to do it with. Great. Okay. So... Uh, also, you want to set deadlines and stick to them. You already got deadlines set up for you here at the church. It's fantastic. You got, each week, you got new passages. Uh, and specifically with James, okay, so 
you'll see on your pro program inserts the challenges to memorize either the psalm of your age or uh, I'm going to add to that your favorite chapter or specifically James 1. I'm going to say James 1. So in addition to what the, you know, the, the regular you know, the verses you're doing as a church throughout James, I'm going to say memorize the entire chapter of, of James 1. And if you want to take it further, go to James 2, 3, 4, and 5. And it's, it, you heard, it's only 15 minutes long. So it's very doable. It's very attainable. And it's it's huge blessing for your spiritual walk with Christ. And I can't even tell you how much deeper it will take you in your walk with him. If you're like, oh, man, I just, you know, I've been coasting along in my relationship with the Lord. And I don't know why. I just, you know, there's nothing really to pick me up. Scripture memorization will rock your walk with Christ. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. It'll take you deeper. And speaking of deadlines and goals, um, you also want to set, you know, you want to set your final deadline, but you want to break it down into how many verses am I memorizing every day? Yeah. And if you're really nervous and you're like, I just, I don't even know how many I can do in a day. I didn't know I could do multiple ones in a day. You know, do one. Yeah. Do one per day. Um, Psalm of your age, most Psalms are 30 verses or less. You're not memorizing Psalm 119. None of you are 119. None of you are 119. So yeah. You're safe. Uh, but seriously, that takes a month, and you could have it memorized. Yeah. If you do two verses a day, you probably have it in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah set specifics. Specific goals, yeah, specific goals, specific number of verses each day, and, uh, and map it out just like you would any other goal and have an end line, end, uh, a finish point. So Let's so, talk about how to make it fun. Yeah, we're going to make it fun. Great. So why don't you start? All right. Um, well, one of the key things in memorizing Scripture is to make it fun. Yes. Everybody say, make it fun. Make it fun. It's okay to have fun memorizing scripture, really and truly. It was written by real people for real people, right? Okay, so we're going to have fun. And the second thing is you are a teacher of yourself when you memorize. So if you want to be a good teacher of yourself, you're going to want to use all three learning styles. What, do you know what the three learning styles are? Anybody? Auditory. Visual and kinesthetic, hands-on, doing. So an easy way to remember those is see it, say it, do it. Can you say that? See it, say, say it, it, do, do it. it. If you're doing all those three things while you're memorizing, um, then you're going to be a good teacher of yourself, and it's going to be way more fun yeah. than memorizing like this. How many learning styles is she using if she's memorizing like that? One. Which one? Seeing, and not a very strong seeing visual, right? So what's an easy way to add? So you, let's do it. See it, say it, do it, say it. See it, say, say it, it, do, do it. it. Okay, so she's seeing it. Now, how can she add say it? She's going to read it out loud. Read it out it's loud. that easy. So, so she's going to see. So never memorize silently. Say it. Never memorize silently. It's very important. You have to have that audible uh, element. And yep. then how is she going to do it? How are we going to add the third one in there? Right? That's the easiest really way. Easy so she can see it, say yeah. it out loud, and write it down or type it up. Easiest way to get all three in there. But not the most fun. Not the most fun. And we would encourage you to have as much fun as possible. So uh, why don't you talk about your favorite way to memorize? Yeah. Uh, my favorite way to memorize is using hand motions. Has anybody done that before? Most of us probably stopped in second grade. <clears throat> it's not just for kids. Hand motions are for adults, too, and I'm going to tell you why. A, it makes it fun. 
and we should be having fun while memorizing if we're going to remember anything. Yeah. Do you remember what you hear? Yeah, one of you does. The rest of you. She's an audible so learner. <laughs> yeah, some of us may remember more, but usually we don't remember a whole lot of what we hear. Do you remember what you experience? Yeah, you remember a large majority of what you experience. So the goal is to make memorizing scripture an experience, to create an experience. Um, so I like to do that by using hand motions uh, because it gets my body into it. I tend to forget words, so the words will go out of my head, but then I remember what I did, and those motions, my body doing those motions, or even just picturing the motions in my head, brings the words back. Yeah. So it gives, it kind of attaches the and words. And if you're going to do hand motions, you have to, or anything that's fun, you have to memorize in a place where you feel alone, okay? Mm-hmm. Even for outgoing personalities like myself, I have to memorize in a place where I feel alone. Because if you memorize in a place where you feel alone, then you can do hand motions. You can say it in crazy voices and accents. You can act it out. You can walk around. You can stand on your couch. You can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter because you feel alone. And you can experience the scripture in a way that is, 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 is tangible. Mm-hmm. And you, can, you can touch it. You can taste it. You, you can experience it. You can see it happening. You can, do, you, uh, you can draw visuals or on, on a piece of paper or whatever, you know. Yeah, I'd encourage you guys to think outside the box. Um, We have friends, uh, like I have a friend who she kind of just artistically, like she'll artistically write some of the the words or like draw pictures uh, by certain paragraphs or whatever to help her remember. And that's her visual. Drawing it makes her experience it. Um, We have another friend who he just, he dances to the scripture. He'll just like choreograph the whole thing and just in his living room. Yeah. And that helps him remember it. Uh, there's, there's so, so many ways yeah. to make it fun and help you remember it. Yeah. And you also can't memorize something unless you understand it. So that we have another friend who purposefully paraphrases. She'll, she'll read it through once, and then she'll paraphrase it in her own words to make sure that she understands it first. Because you can't memorize something you don't understand, uh, or at least not very well. So uh, she, once she does that paraphrase version, she's like, okay, I do understand it. And then she goes back and memorizes it word for word. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's just so many different ways to, uh, to go deeper and to experience the word and to, and to, and to experience it for yourself. Because if it's just text to you, it's, it's, it's not going to be alive. Uh, but if, it, if, if it really is alive to you and you can, and you can see it and you can look at it and you can understand, well, what was the writer's intent? And you can think about maybe you could picture the room he was writing in or maybe you know, if you're a visual, you know, or maybe, you know, there's so many different ways that you can experience the word on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So uh, we just encourage you to do that. And, and before you leave today, um, visit our table out in the back. We have memorization bookmarks that you can stick in your Bible right next to the chapter that you're going to memorize. Yeah. Um, and it has some of these tips and more on it just to give you reminders of what we talked about today. Yeah. Yeah. Things like recording it, listening to it. That's a great way. Anyways. So lots of tips. We could be here for a long time talking about it, but uh, we would love to touch base with you at the table. Please everyone grab a memorization tip bookmark. Mm -hmm. Those are so, so helpful. Put it, stick it in in James so you can uh, be reminded of all those fun ways to memorize scripture. And uh, we'd encourage you to, to get started with Obviously, the passages in James, but also either the first chapter or the whole, even going, taking the whole, whole plunge and going with the whole book of James. Um, 
and that'd be awesome, awesome, awesome for you guys to do. So a couple ways for you to connect with us at the table, obviously grabbing a bookmark and memorizing your passage, but also if you've been impacted by what you've seen today, we do encourage you. We are a full-time nonprofit ministry uh, that's, that's supported solely by the donations of individuals and churches who believe in the ministry of what we do. So we'd encourage you to prayerfully consider giving uh, as you leave at the table in the back. Also, there uh, are a couple of events coming up that we would love to invite you to, and those are in your programs on the back. You can see we're doing the entire book of First John. Um, it's, it has, it's, in, it's a uh, six-person cast with uh, in dance involved throughout that, and it's a, it's a beautiful piece, and that's going to be at Calvary Church on uh, October 20th. And then we're going to be doing the entire book of Hebrews, uh, which is a four-person cast, once again, at Calvary Church on November 20th. So that's all in your programs. We'd love to see you guys again if you want to take a trip up to Lancaster, and uh, that would be great. Also, if you'd like to keep up with the ministry, we, you can sign up for our email newsletter uh, or like us on Facebook. That's a great way to keep up with us or, and find out ways you can pray for uh, what's going on in the ministry as God continues to, to grow opportunities for us to be able to ignite passion for the Word of God in the heart of the church. And I hope we've done that with you this morning. Thank you so much for having us. May God richly bless each and every one of you. And uh, thanks so much for having us. Well, would you say thank you to them again? Yeah, in, in your bulletin, uh, they referenced uh, the insert that had information about them. Um, as well, in your bulletin, you're going to see the James memorization schedule. And I uh, have been wanting to encourage you to, uh, to follow this and find that accountability partner. It could be somebody living in your house. It could be a friend that you're going to see. Uh, students, you guys could pick one of yourselves because you're going to see each other in the hallways at school all the time and uh, have the opportunity to work through that. And, and just looking at this briefly, um, if you just even took the first three weeks of James and tried to get after chapter one, that will get you the first three sections of the schedule. Um, and it's in James it's yeah. week four that we get to chapter too. So um, there's ways to just even uh, leverage this schedule with his challenge. And, and I just want to briefly uh, just kind of ask you to dream a little bit. Um, what would it look like if we all memorized the book of James? I mean, it would be amazing. What would it look like? What, I mean, what Aaron said in the point that he made about God's Word transforming us more into the image of God's Son is such a tremendous and magnificent point. It's one of the purposes of Scripture. And so for that to not just be something that we say, but something that we do and something that we seek to live out, but not just individually, on a corporate, church-wide scale. Can you just imagine what this place would look and feel like as we come together week in and week out, having spent that week memorizing God's Word and then spending time together, perhaps in the hallways, reciting those memory verses to one another and even having the opportunity to walk through the book of James together. That, I think, could just be a powerful, powerful fall. 
And so I don't know what your summer has been like. I don't know if you feel like you've, you've been on, on a bit of a spiritual high, like the Lord has just been speaking to you in tremendous ways through the Psalms. I don't know if you maybe feel a bit dry and you're kind of wondering, you know, where, where Lord, are you in, in these difficult things? But, but Aaron's challenge is so on point. Scripture memorization is going to be a just dynamic catalyst in the Lord using his word in more powerful ways in your life. And so I just want to throw all of the weight I can behind his challenge and encourage all of us. Let's do this. Because we can do this. We turn on the radio and we sing songs because we have the capacity to memorize things. So let's do it with God's word. Let's enjoy doing it together.